0: Today we're talking about a subject that many of us experience, but rarely talk about. We're discussing grief, the uninvited visitor. Are you ready? Let's talk church. is not something I've ever thought I'd spend much time dealing with or talking about. That statement alone is evidence that we should never get too far ahead of ourselves. We never really know what's in store for our lives. The best we can do is make sure that we are prepared for what could happen. Some people might consider that as being situationally yellow, like not going all with the flow oblivious and not like red alert, red alert, but just always in the know, always kind of uh, on, on, on standby, just observant and ready. So, yeah, we should be prepared for what could happen. And the way to do that is to have your faith in the right place. What's the right place? Clearly, it's not faith in ourselves and in our own abilities, but because you're listening to this podcast, you know I'm referencing having faith in the Lord Jesus. So when you place your faith in God, that's when you're ready to deal, earnestly deal with the realities of life. Death and its companion grief are a reality of life. We can't escape those. Not if you live long enough. If you live long enough, you're going to experience death. You're going to experience grief. Now, death is not always a physical thing. Yes, that's the most common way or common thing we think about when we think about death. We think about it in the physical. We think about it when a loved one passes or when someone we know, even if we casually know them, even if it was a celebrity, you know, we kind of think of it in that way. But there are also other forms of death. There's the death of dreams, hopes, even plans. You ever heard someone say that they they feel dead inside? It's like an emotional death. Death marks the end. Well, as we know it here. So as we approach the end, and that's when we meet the companion of death, grief. And that's where we'll spend the rest of our time together today, just talking a little bit, just scratching the surface really, not really trying to get too deep and profound with just a few minutes that I plan to talk to you today on this subject, but we will talk about grief. So just to make sure that everyone is on the same page, when I say grief, I'm just simply defining it as sadness or sorrow. Yet we know that there are a multitude of layers involved to even this simple five letter word. Grief is complicated. It's the uninvited visitor. It's that visitor that can overstay his welcome. Have you ever had someone come to your house that you weren't expecting? Okay, yeah, it's a surprise that you know you ring, you hear a doorbell, you weren't expecting someone, and there they are on your doorstep, and you feel a little unprepared to receive them. Maybe you haven't cleaned up the house, maybe you just weren't ready, maybe you, you know, weren't dressed for company. Whatever the case is, you just feel unprepared to receive them. Maybe your hospitality is your thing and you haven't gone to the grocery store and you don't have anything to offer them. Whatever the case, it's a surprise that they're there and you feel unprepared. Then they proceed to to stay and get comfortable. So then, you know, it's like it's not going to be a quick visit. So you need to engage with them because they are in your house. So grief is like that grief often arrives at times that you don't expect you could be totally engaged in something else but before you know it here comes grief here comes sadness here comes sorrow and it's the kind of sadness and sorrow that lingers and you know that if you're going to go forward that you're going to need to find a way to deal or to cope with what you're feeling that's grief. I like you have experienced grief. I've lost loved ones and and my grief for them was profound. And it's not even that I questioned their situation or their salvation. I didn't, not in the least. But it was the fact that I would never no longer on this side of you know of heaven and be able to interact with that person or those people. I was sad to lose them. I was heartbroken that I had to say goodbye. Even though I carried the hope that I'd see them again, I still had grief. And that grief pummeled me like like those strong waves that seek to drag you under. Sometimes it felt like I was drowning in my own grief. Sometimes it felt like it was all I could do to get air in my lungs, to stand up on wobbly legs, to keep pushing forward. That's grief. I've also grieved relationships, and that is a different type of grief. In this grief, there was no hope for reconciliation I knew the door was firmly shut. I know that because sometimes I was the one that did the shutting. But also, there was time when the doors were shut in my face. Both situations hurt. They hurt whether I initiated the closing of the door. They also hurt when the door was closed in my face, and I was the recipient of it, the ending of things can be hurtful, and you know, it can also be a depressive experience. And we're right to grieve, what could have been and what we lost. But we can't stay there. Unchecked grief has a way. Of turning into poison. That's why we have to cling to the Lord. So in the Bible, there are several instances of grief. We see Abraham grieve his wife, Sarah. We see Jacob's reaction when he thought that Joseph was dead. We see Mary and Martha's reaction to Lazarus's death. And we even see Jesus weeping, although he knew he was going to restore Lazarus back to life and to health. So what am I telling you? Grief is normal and natural. We should all grieve when we need to, and we should embrace this aspect of life. It means we're still here and that we had a connection and that we love someone so deeply. Too often we choke back what we feel in an attempt to be You know the strong person or the stoic person or or present ourselves like we're always in control but doing this only suppresses the emotion that's always just bubbling underneath the surface it's a suppression technique it doesn't get rid of it if you hold in your grief it's going to fester like cancer it'll eat you up inside And when it finally erupts kind of like a volcano it'll be more than you can handle so do yourself the favor and don't try to hold your grief in you don't have to be the strong one you don't have to hold everybody else together you're responsible for how you respond so take this self-assessment, cry if you need to, grieve how you want to. It's not a show. You don't have to perform and act like things don't bother you. If you love someone, it's okay to show that you were affected by their passing. If you lost something, it's okay to show that you were affected by the loss of that something. It's natural. And don't let anyone convince you otherwise. You're not weak when you grieve. You're showing your strength. Because you're recognizing that this is something that you need. And you're willing to give yourself the opportunity and the space to grieve. Another thing I'm telling you today is that grief doesn't have a watch or an expiration date. It doesn't mean that I'm saying that you should sit in sackcloth and ashes and be depressive, you know, for all eternity. That's not what I'm saying at all. It does mean that you'll encounter times when you thought that you were over the worst of it, or that you were over something, or Or you had reached the limits of your tears only to be consumed when you least expect it. Can I just tell you that grief is kind of sneaky like that. Sneaks up on you. And when it does you have to make a choice. I hope you'll choose to grieve. So don't think you're done with grief you're over it after 48 hours or two weeks or two years or two months whatever it doesn't have a timeline. it doesn't have an expiration date something can trigger you you could be going along life just fine and then something could trigger you know your grief and it can come bubbling back up to the surface and when it does we don't suppress it we deal with it i told you Grief is a layered thing. And because it's layered, you're not going to get everything sorted the first time you try. You're not going to get everything sorted and taken care of and you know, cleaned off your plate right away. It takes time. Grief can roll up on you at any time. So how should you deal with grief if you can't ignore it? We've acknowledged that it doesn't just poof, go away. And we've also acknowledged that in theory, it can come back at any time. Well, there are many things that you can do. And this podcast episode is not going to list a whole bunch of those things. I'm going to focus on, you know, one central thing. But there are organizations that, you know, can help. Um, bereavement counselors that can help walk you through your grief. There are organizations like Grief Share that offers um, recovery support groups, and they also offer daily emails. But I, I'm going to suggest something today that doesn't get enough attention. I'm going to suggest gratitude as a way of coping with grief. Gratitude is simply being thankful. So instead of focusing on what you lost or what you can't do with that person or thing anymore, focus on what you're thankful for. I'm thankful for all of the good times and the wonderful memories I get to cherish. I'm glad that these people were my family and for all the things that I learned from them, how richly they poured into me. There's some things that they taught me that I'm still using today. I'm thankful that I... I get to share parts of their story when I teach or when I share testimony. And I'm better, so much better, because they were in my life. Even in relationships that died, I'm thankful because of the opportunity to learn and to grow and to see myself in a new light. My love wasn't wasted even though the relationship ended and your love isn't wasted because a loved one transitions. Gratitude helps us focus on the positive instead of the negative of our situation. So when grief comes your way, next time I hope you'll practice gratitude in the mix of a difficult and emotional time as one of the tools that you'll use to cope with your loss. And as Matthew 5, 4 says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And for number six, I'll say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Prayerfully, we'll see you next time. Invite a friend to listen in. I certainly would appreciate it. And remember, God over everything, all his praises, let us sing. You have been listening to Let's Talk Church, a podcast designed for the curious and the convinced. Join us weekly as we explore and get more comfortable with Christianity. If you haven't done so already, please click subscribe. Also, you're welcome to join us on Instagram at Talk Church. We pray that our God will bless and keep you.